What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Unsolicited Advice. And right now, in the background, I'm playing one of my favorite new songs called I Feel It in the Wind by Smith and and Tell. T-H-E-L-L. And they're a Swedish band I found on Instagram. They're a duo. But I would say, like, man-female duo. But then they have their band behind them. And I'm telling you, like, this... I love a good, like, folky... Um, like, I don't know, when I, I feel like when I hear things and I really love them, I'm just, like, all about it. So lately, this song's been, like, in my brain all the time. Okay, ready? The sun is gonna reappear. Good days are gonna come along. Hold on, hold on. This part's good. I feel it in the wind, my the sky is gonna clear above Good days are gonna come along Hold on, hold This one Sound of a heart that grieves I'll be damned that it still believes Past the pain lies the keys to heaven They still lie in the Armageddon You guys Okay, not gonna lie, that was just like the craziest 90 seconds of your life, but just go with it. So, I found this on TikTok, and I was like listening to it, and as you guys know that like I have this infinity, or infinity, fascination, I don't know, I don't know the right word, but death and dying is always been of interest to me, birth to, but specifically death and dying, I think because there's a lot more unknowns to death like it's there's a lot of like uncertainties as a human like we're really we have no fucking clue what's gonna happen at the end of the day we can theorize all we want we have our belief structures we have zero belief structures depending on where you're at in your um spirituality or maybe you don't have any but i also find like clarity through lyrics i am a big fan of like really well written lyrics that like can speak to my soul so like when i hear a song that has lyrics that like pulls me into a space of like darkness but yet like talks about the light um which this song does and i'm gonna put the information in the show notes but like I think it's just so important to recognize and everyone has their different different ways of like grieving and processing and I think a big reason why I started this podcast you know unsolicited advice is like yes I'm a fitness coach you know that's my career but also there are other paths um, in my life that I find that are also important to the journey of being the type of fitness coach that I am I feel like you know, I have some likings that not everyone, everyone's like, eh. like, and there's, there's been a lot of darkness in my journey, but there's been so much like light that's been, that's come out of it. So like in the darkest of days where I thought like the world was ending around me and I just kept trudging through the mud little bit by little bit. And like literally the good days are showing up. Like, The hard work doesn't go unnoticed. It's just like in the fitness game. Like when you start your fitness journey, for instance, like, you know, I have a couple clients like they're brand new to the the sport. I'm going to say sport. I would say weightlifting is a sport. Going to the gym is a fucking sport. It's goddamn sport for your your mind because you got to learn how to be consistent. You got to learn discipline. You got to learn new habits. Um... And it very much feels like it, you know, um... But like they're new to the... To the world of lifting and stuff... And it, there's dark days. Like there's moments where like, you're like questioning, like, why am I doing this? Like, but at the end of the day, if you just remember your why and you like little bit by little bit, like you will get there. And I think, you know, silly as it is for me to like come on here and start the podcast with a song and then go into the, my really great singing voice, which I love karaoke, you guys. Like I fucking love it. Like during COVID, this is t- tangent, um, during uh, COVID, I mean, like, I've always loved, like, performing in some shape or form, but I get really fucking nervous. And, like, after my mom died, I actually have this, like, anxiety. Like, my body, like, reacts to, like, a level of nervousness. And I get, like, red in my neck, in my cheeks, like, pretty quickly if I'm feeling a certain way. And I'm like, fuck, I can't hide it anymore. But anyways, I really enjoy, like, karaoke. But I, I bought myself a karaoke mic with um, a speaker attached to it, hooked it up to Bluetooth, and literally sat on my floor in my house 
and just crushed all the songs I could ever think of for like two hours straight. Man, when I'm telling you I can fucking jam, I'm all about it. I've always, <laughs> I mean, like when I was little, like my dad, um, he would like when we would go visit, like he would set up like a garage gym, like, you know, have some like guitar cause he played acoustic guitar and he would like sing and play. And I think that's probably where like it started. Like he gave me my very first CD, which was Celine Dion, who I fucking love and have mad respect for. She is uh, the crusher of vocals, and I absolutely love her. So, And that's probably a contributing factor. Like, I got my first CD, and it was Celine Dion. I got my first boombox with that CD. Um, but anyways, like, just opening up and crushing it. Anyways, so I went so far on that tangent that I kind of forgot where I was going. But I think I'm going to back up back to the gym. So, like, when we're starting new journeys, it's it can be definitely a dark place. And sometimes we start our journeys because you're looking for brighter days, right? You're looking for this like ideal person. You're trying to become someone different. And I absolutely believe that like strength training over time, like it will create different chapters of you. You're not going to, and like some people like absolutely physically become different people. But I think psychologically, like, knowing that like it's going to just morph you into a better person ideally hopefully the goal is with strength training and learning better habits consistently and showing up and having discipline ultimately with yourself that you become a better person and a better person for society and you don't become one of those fucking idiots that is just a jerk in life like and if you're one of those listening to it stop no one likes those people (laughs) I mean, like, we all have our moments, not gonna lie. But, anyways, I really love that song. I just wanted to share it. And I have, like, a whole playlist, like, dedicated to songs that when I'm feeling a certain way, uh, like, for instance, like, if I'm, like, really missing my mom that day, like, there's songs that, like, I will listen to on purpose so that I can just express my emotions in a song um, and I think it's super powerful. Like some people have journaling, some people have like therapy and granted I have therapy once a week or once a month, but like some people have like different avenues. Um, but for me, like listening to songs that have lyrics that like touch my soul and just like help me like belt out the emotions or like, I think it's just really powerful. I think it's really cool. And I understand like the, why people love music so much and it can really like help shift your mood and change. Like for instance, like I grew up in a pretty religious household, like, my mom grew up Lutheran, and then took a tailspin into Mormonism, where she met my dad, and then took a dive for the best out of it, no ill will on Mormons, but I'm saying it's a little weird, anyways, um, we won't go into that, um, and then she got back into, like, you know, just, like, Lutheranism, and then we went to non-denominational, but we, growing up, would go to church, like, every single Sunday, like, without hesitation, like, we were up, all of us kids, like, I don't know how the fuck she did it, she'd, like, you're going, I don't care what you look like, and being, like, a teenager, at some point, you start caring about what you look like, so, like, if you're waking up, and they're leaving in 10 minutes, like, you're screwed, like, that's just, you're gonna look like a hot mess, (laughs) jeans and a polo, okay, (laughs) throw your hair up in a bun, and, like, when you're in high school, and you got your little routine and you're fucking around and you're like, no, I don't want to go. Like hoping you don't have to go. Like it, it was a family thing too, you know? So anyways, went, grew up in non-denominational and a big thing was their like worship. Now I really fucking wish there was just a church that out there that literally just did worship music for like fucking an hour. <laughs> now granted like church has its purpose where you start off with like song and worship if you've never gone to non-denominational like there's typically like a band and they're singing songs of praise and things like that I just really enjoy that style of worship and that's where I can feel like I connect more spiritually on my level of spiritualism and like my connection with God or like whatever you call it your higher power your source like not gonna lie I call it a lot of different things especially since I experienced like I've had experiences on a different level that makes me think that there's like even more things that we're so unaware of and that if you look into like religion there's a lot of like interconnections and so I don't believe that there's like one right way 
about it, I think that there's a lot of different right ways. And whatever's best for that person, that soul, that individual, that human here on this earth, like your consciousness here in on this earth, like you're there's a route, right? But at the end of the day, like we're all gonna die. And that's like an absolute, like no one's outliving nobody right now. We're not in Lord of the Rings or we're not the elves and we can't live forever like we want to. But I fucking love Lord of the Rings. That's a good movie. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, like let's go. (laughs) I like those like mystical sci-fi like fantasy like movies. I think they're fun. But I also like other like comedies. I'm I'm a big rom-com person. Like Sit Me Down with J-Lo movie. You know J-Lo's pumping out rom-coms lately. Like get out of here. Adam Sandler movies. I feel like all his in some shape or form are legit rom-coms. But anyways, getting back into like... Well, there was nothing to get back into because I kind of talked about it. But um, I just think it's, like, a really cool to share music. And it's definitely a community connector. And so there are some people out there that are hardcore about their music choices. Like, I am one of those that I'm, like, open to it all. Like, today in the gym, I was training, finishing up. I was, like, walking on the treadmill, finishing up my steady state after my lift. And behind my audiobook, I could hear, like some really good beats going and then lo and behold like it's a whole different genre that I hadn't heard of but like the beat was really good and it sounded more like Africanized and um lo and behold like one of the members that was training he's from Zimbabwe and I felt like that hit that music he was like yeah this is great I just found it on YouTube and I'm like I need to listen to more of this so we I was like shazamming one of the songs and you know it's just like really cool to hear like other people's influence like music that influences them you share it and then now you have a whole new genre added to your book and you're not just like generically listening to like rap or hip-hop I mean rap hip-hop or you know R&B like for me I'm kind of a pop princess I love country but at the end of the day if it like I love Celtic music there's a band called the Seath S-I-D-H um they're Irish band and they just have, like, some instrumental shit that's just fire. Like, don't get me started. I will be doing the fucking jig. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Super fun. Love music. If you love music, you're cool. <laughs> and you know what? If you don't love music, that's fine. But you have your own reasons. But I just find it a really cool way to connect with my, like, inner being. I don't know. And just, like, kind of let myself be free in the moment and sing away and not, like, give any like give any care in the world so but that's kind of like my two cents on that so I hopefully you enjoyed my songs but yeah hopefully you guys are doing well um for those of you that are listening fun fun week update so the June or July it's not June Jeez Louise so July 20 not even July get out of here um Jan- we're at the end of January um it's it's getting this month went like by super fast but went super by super slow at the same time like in the month of January I accomplished some shit I think it's really important to take moments and reflect back on your January like some people like they see like they're pushing new year new me and like how about new year better version of yourself right like just be better but as I reflect back on January I really feel like I out like exceeded my expectations for what I've accomplished. And that is that I'm an official business owner of unapologetic strength, LLC. I have officially LLC'd. I have a bank account. I have officially uh, transitioned into a new space at dungeon strength RX in Auburn, where I'm operating in-person coaching out of and offering a couple strength training classes and conditioning classes every week that, you know, it's going to suit like general population. They're very much like a powerlifting strongman gym in very many, in a lot of different ways. They like to compete powerlifting and strongman, but there's a lot of um, individuals in there that just train with a purpose. A lot of my clients training for better health, just to be strong, to be active, to have more energy. I really love being the style of coach land because I fit a lot of different niches. I do work with a lot of women. A lot of my stuff have like is very supportive based, like making sure that people that I work with are feeling confident and comfortable with the strength training, that they're learning new skill sets. They're going to take them on this life path forever. Um, and that you're just gearing towards your goals. There's no pressure to compete. I compete. I can actually this month competed in my very first strongman competition. And I'll discuss that in a little bit, but 
I think that it's important to try new stuff. I was reflecting on this month thinking, wow, I've accomplished a lot, like opening up my own business, you know, transitioning to a new space, starting to promote that, learning what it's like to be a business owner and like putting all this unnecessary pressure on myself. That's like, you know, like I've only been doing this for like freaking 30 days. Like, give me a break. There are people out there in this world that have done it for a thousand days. You know what I mean? Like, it's like in six months from now, let's reflect, but it's really cool to look back and be like, wow, like you said you were going to do something, you fucking did it and you're showing up. And I think that's really cool. And now it's all about working out the kinks and kind of getting down my personal systems that work best for me. Also knowing like I offer in person and promoting that I offer remote coaching and promoting that and having my website unapologeticstrength.com and then knowing that I have a merch store on bonfire.com and I think it's like fitness for life fitness for life is like the slash anyways I'll put that in the thing as well. But it's just like all these things. And then, you know, within a week of me being out in my new place, I tried a strongman class, event class, which is, you know, just working on the events and having fun with it with coaches' eyes. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for my first strongman show. Fuck it. I was like, I train pretty generalist. I know that I'm pretty fucking strong. I ended the year on a 415-pound deadlift via trap bar. Still fucking deadlift. You know, my last squat was like 255 um, I'm sure with some coaching up, I can get it to 300 at some point. Um, my bench was like at 150 for a couple reps. I guarantee I can get that up at some point. Um, kind of depending on what my goals are. But right now, like I did that show on the 20th and it was such a breath of fresh air. It was so nice to be around such an empowering community that I was, I like had an idea, but it's like, it's like you don't know unless you give it a shot. Right. So I, you know, signed up two weeks prior. I hit a couple classes. I practiced a little bit on my own, but really just kind of maintained my own training. And then I showed up for the show and had a lot of fun. I tried new shit I hadn't done before. Well, I'd done it like weeks prior, but never in competition setting, let alone being in a competition that was all like everyone stares at you. Everyone is excited at you. Prior to this, Way back when, I played basketball. So, team sports was my jam. Basketball was my thing. I was just trying to be the best teammate, try to help out everybody else and this and that. And now here comes me, like, 15 plus years later, really thriving in solo sports and really being my best teammate for myself. And I'm looking back and I'm like, was this always the path? <laughs> like... Talk about leader without a title. Like indirectly, I've been leading so in so many different ways throughout my life, and feeling very unappreciated, and in like on a like not from like client like not from clients or like my family members. I mean, it kind of varies, but like from higher ups at be like feeling like underappreciated. But now I'm in a position where I'm my own boss and I appreciate myself and I'm recognizing the confidence that I have and the power that's within and really being like, you know what? Like I can be the leader and that I've always wanted to be for whoever like maybe joins my team in the future. Like me knowing and learning from other bosses that I've had that like there, there is a way, a different way to do everything, but ultimately like being upholding integrity and values and morals and being truthful and honest and every sense of the word is going to be really important as I move into being my own business owner and just like following the rules, but also being willing to like navigate and try different things. Um, I definitely think that there's like rules to business. Like obviously like there's like the taxes and the accounting and like all that kind of stuff. That's really important to make sure that you're following line that where you don't get behind and get fucked over. But like, as far as like, you know, your energy and how you present yourself, that's all on me. And like my money that I make is all on me based on my hard work. And I'm just really excited to be in a position where I can give it a shot. And I'm not, I'm not against like going back to like working for somebody. I actually really enjoy it when it's a good fit. But if you're in a position where you're constantly like going above, you're feeling like you're going above and beyond and it's like being like downplayed and then it becomes like an expectation for you to always be doing stuff outside your boundaries of work without like compensation or whatever. Like there has to be a change. And, you know, at the end of the day, like 
you know, I've learned a lot through all the jobs that I've had and it was just time for me to take a jump and I'm really proud of myself. But yeah, so anyways, and I think, I think with all that being said, that it actually aided in my willingness to jump into the strongman show because I'm in a different environment. The other coaches that I'm around are like high level athletes, which I fucking love. Like we had a team meeting today and I was like, I get to be around like some of the best like athletes and coaches for, for their sports ever, which I think is so awesome because I'm very much a generalist coach. I'm lifestyle and wellness. I'm fat loss. I'm muscle building, you know, like I'm like psychologically, like really trying to make sure my, my clients are getting the best care, but also like, I can also learn like new tools and stuff too from them as well. So I'm like, just really excited to be a part of a team because the place I'm coaching out of, we all run our own business, but we all like talk to each other and we still meet up. Cause I think it's really important. I, the owner, you know, thinks that it's very important to make sure that, um, that we're all communicating and like still making community, which I think is so awesome. Cause it's like, we all got our own stuff. We can all kind of help each other out. we all have one destination right now, you know, like be good coaches. I mean, at least that's what I feel like for me, my destination is like still be the best coach I can possibly be for all the clients that I have and make sure that they're getting like the best care to the best of my ability. And I so, so appreciate my clients who have followed me through this last month, who've jumped on board, my newer clients who are trusting in me to help them. And especially as I transition into this like new role of like being an owner of my own business and like, like trying to navigate like my forms and what that looks like, like my terms and agreements, my contracts, my packages and all that stuff. So if you are one of my current clients that can't have been with me over the last month, like I couldn't appreciate you more. Like I literally am trying to find like a little way to make little care packages to send out to everybody. Um, just in an appreciation for you trusting and for those in the future who may follow and join in with unapologetic strength and, you know, my coaching company, like I look forward to knowing you and I look forward to our relationship as, as it grows and it just takes time. Like I'm excited, like whether it's remote or it's in person, like I couldn't be more excited for, you know, the, the community that I'm going to work on building, um, and things like that. So it's cool. But ba- jumping back to the strongman competition. So if you're not familiar with strongman, um, it's pretty fucking cool. It's it's worldwide. Um, it's I would say similar to like a Highland Games if you're familiar with that. But it's like five different events typically, and it's like a feat of strength in a way. So you have five events, and you're working to either get the best time, get the heaviest rep, um. And essentially that's kind of like the basis, like the heaviest squat, the whatever. So I decided to join a dungeon strengths, novice slash amateur. Um, oh, my words have lost me. I'm like staring at the recording line for a second. For me, it looked like one of those heartbeats. So like there's like boop, boop. Boop, and then I was like, it's flatlined. Oh my gosh, can my, is my microphone working? So anyways, it was called More Power. More Power, baby. <laughs> That's kind of like how it was um, marketed. Um, so anyways, there's five events. The first one was Axel Clean and Press. The Axel barbell, it was 33 pounds, but it was also two inches thick, so it's going to ask for some grip. Um, so you clean it, and then you press it overhead. And it was... T- the last woman standing. So I joined in for the heavyweight novice division. There was four of us competing. Love, love, loved competing against really awesome, um, empowering and strong women. I think that was just so cool. Um, and the cool thing about the community is like, everyone's cheering for each other, regardless if they're like in your, um, in your, uh, bracket or not because there's novice lightweight novice heavyweight and then amateurs based on weight class so there's like a lot of different stuff going on so the first one is actual clean and press the in class I had a PR of 145 and I was like shaky about it in the competition I hit 165 and that was like all-time fucking PR and it was so fucking dope and my friends and family that came and visited and watched the show, like, you guys are amazing and I love you so much. Like, you really fed my soul on a level of support that I literally cannot express because I will cry. And if you're not familiar with me, I'm a crier. 25 minutes in, 
This is our fifth episode. <laughs> if you haven't figured out that I'm not a crier, I don't know who. I don't know. <laughs> Especially with the other episodes earlier. But anyways, it was really cool. Um, I ended up winning that one, which was fun. Because I was like, well, I beat my components. But, like, I still feel good. So, they're like, oh, keep trying. Keep trying. So, like, the other ladies in the amateur, I was, like, jumping in. And I ultimately failed at 175. But, like, I was able to clean it up. <sighs> that was awesome. Anyways, then there was a break, and then there was the deadlift ladder. And now for heavyweight novice, so the way it works is you go based on where you're at in the standings. I personally really wasn't paying attention. I really was doing this just for fun, just to try it out. Really social was a big one, um, and some other coaches were doing it too. So it's like, I'm a new coach. Why wouldn't I jump in? It's networking. It's communication. It's all these amazing things. Like, let's fucking do this. Let's go. And it was so much fun, and I also brought a shit ton of snacks because that's what you do. You have snacks. You got to keep your electrolytes up. You got to keep your hydration up, all these fun things. And speaking of that, I'm going to be opening up a white peach Zoa. Anything The Rock drinks, I drink. I love that guy. He's a celebrity crush. And yes, he's on steroids. So if you don't think he's on steroids, bitch, you crazy. <sighs> Delicious. Actually, white peach is not my favorite. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. I really like, there's a coconut pineapple one. And there is a, like the blue and the pink can that are in the Costco pack, whatever. But anyways, I love this one. Zero sugar. This is a shameless plug, obviously. And there are 160 milligrams of caffeine in this 12-ounce can. It's beautiful and delicious. Okay, so anyways, event two, okay? So my girl Mariah and I, we're, we're going head-to-head. And I was excited because we weren't sure. We signed up differently, so we thought we were going to go in the way we signed up. And then we realized, okay, we're like one and two. We get to go against each other. And this girl's got energy. Like, from the moment I met her, I fucking enjoyed her so much. Um, And I was like, yes, I'm so excited to meet, like, other like-minded women who, like, who are going to work fucking hard in the gym. And she's a fucking badass. Mama four, crushing it. Her and her husband finding time to come to the gym after, like, their kid, you know, they have someone watching their kids, but they come to the gym. They're crushing it. I just have such mad respect. Like, my mom had four kids, and it was just so much. And I just, Mariah, if you're listening to this, I respect you big time. Um, but it was, like, when we realized we are going to go up against each other, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Like, we get, we're, like, petty, competing against each other. We're having so much fun. And, um, and then it's like, all right, get the fuck ready. And then all of a sudden, like, for me, it was like, it was zone the fuck in. So it's a weight ladder. You have 60 seconds. You do 150, 125, or no, 225 on the barbell, 255 on the barbell, and then you're hitting 275 on a on a deadlift bar, which has a slight bend to it, for as many reps as you can for the remainder of the time. And I was very privileged to have Erin Murray, who is two-time World's Strongest Woman, um, and she's a coach at Dungeon as well. She was my rep counter. And, um, like, I'm telling you, like, there's some big, big fucking, like, energy, lady energy in that gym. And I fucking love it. This was a moment for me. And, like, she didn't know what was happening. But for me, I was, like, zoned in. Because I remember that they're, like, make sure you pay attention to your judge because you'll get a no rep if you don't. And a lot of people will get crazy about it if they, like, you know. So, anyways, I, like, start, like, we go. Mariah and I, boom, boom. And then, like, Grant Higa, he's on the MC, and he was like, oh, boy, because I listened to the video. And he was like, this is going to be a good one. These ladies, like, like it's pretty evenly matched. And absolutely, it's evenly matched. Like, Mariah, you're a fucking beast. Like, and I'm realizing that I'm a beast, too. I'm like, look at us. We're like big, two big cats out on the savannah just having fun. Just roaming and, and, and crushing lives. <laughs> um, and then we get to the 275, and I like tunnel vision. Like... I have, you know, my accountability coach, Andreas there, my uh, buddy, my coach, uh, Patty there, and his kids, or his kid, Andreas and his family were there too. They're like right in front of me, but in front of them is 
um is Aaron I also have some clients off to the side Gwen and Shaw you guys are fucking amazing that was a great video um I did post it on my Instagram coach Jess three underscores so you can go back I've been like posting the events and reviewing them so anyways I get up to that bar and I've never done anything for max reps before so I was like making jokes earlier like I'm gonna try to get 10 (laughs) fucking silly person that I am so I'm like okay let's go we're gonna fucking do it so I zone in and I'm like one oh that feels good two oh that feels good fuck it I'm just start repping it out up down up down up down literally cracked 10 reps at the end like with 10 seconds to go and I like dropped the bar and like reset my hands twice and I think if I wouldn't have done that which I did I would have gotten 12. Which in total would have been 14 points because every every rep was a point. Um, but anyways, I hit 10. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, like having, I like walked out and I was like out of breath. And I was like, oh. And Andreas is like, you going to black out? I'm like, maybe. But it was awesome. And it was super fun. Um, the next event from there was the uh, farmer's carry for distance. So we had it marked. For, you have 90 seconds to go as far as you can from 40 feet to, or from the a black line to another black line. It was 40 feet and you could not drop it in between those lines. And if you did, you would die. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we uh, Lucas made a joke that it was like hot lava. So I started calling it a hot lava event. Um, and Lucas Hatton is our is a GM there. He's he's badass. He's like America's strongest man. He just won it. Literally such a nice guy. Um, fucking strong as fuck. Like, I'm telling you, when you start putting yourself around, like, people who are crushing it, like, you're one, you want to crush it too. And I think it's just, like, a different, it's just an energy shift, right? You know, I was in a, in a old role at my old facility where I really was there the longest. And, you know, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, mentorship or, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't want to, like, be throwing things under the bus, but I just... I felt like I was lacking a push. I felt like a lot of people were coming to me for a lot of stuff and taking a lot of energy and needing a lot of things. So to be in a position where I could just show up, be me, just be Jess, you know, just my quirky fun self who's always leaving myself as Coach Jess. But, um, like, just to be myself and, and, and show up and, like, people just see me as, like, hey, I'm Jess and that's who I am. Like, that was really cool. And, like, to the excitement, the cheering on and all the fun things is really cool. And for all my clients, I will always be Coach Jess to you. Okay? <laughs> Unless I say otherwise. But, um, but anyways, the farmers carry. So, yeah, so in, my, in my division, it was 140 pounds in each hand. The previous Sunday, I had just done this trial run and was totally fine on yeah and my grip was fine everything was fine I felt fucking good I felt good going into the event and then um got all ready got all chalked up and then shoot off going down the first the first uh, 40 feet and I was like damn this is fucking heavy especially because I just fatigued myself right on the devils within the last like you know 40 minutes or whatever um and then on the way and then the there was strategy to it because you had 90 seconds so you didn't want to drop right so it wasn't like you could drop and then reset and whatever and then I was like you know I feel good I felt good on that first one it was heavy but I felt good my grip felt good so I just was like turned around shook it out reset picked it up hustle 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 and fucking dropped it one of the because they both had to be touching the the black line on the way back and dropped and literally like spilled (laughs) spilled the apparatus down onto the turf like boop (laughs) um and I was like fuck because if both of them aren't over you're just stopped so I literally got like 80 feet barely 84 feet maybe I don't know anyways so I just had to like shake it off and get out of my head my girl Ashley she um has always been encouraging me to compete on some level and I used to coach her at Vigor uh a long time ago and and with my strong her program that I was doing there but now I'm hosting it over at um no hosting it over at um Dungeon now on Monday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m um building that out with a 10 person max so that'll be fun when we get to 10 what a little community we will have built there um but anyways she was like I was like oh I did so bad she's like look she gave me great advice she said look 
you didn't do do great in that. We're not all destined to be great in every single event. You had two really, I had two really great events. The one, uh, one and two. Event three wasn't wasn't my thing, but she reminded me like, look, now you just gotta drop it and move forward. And I was like, okay, absolutely. With that, the event now we shift into event four. The event four is keg over bar. So it is a yoke that's at forty eight inch height. And I have three kegs lined up, one at 15 feet out, one at 10 feet out, and one at five feet out, all progressively getting heavier. And I've only ever done this once in class before. So really, I have no, I have an idea of what to do. And I was like kind of messing around with it a little bit before. But I mean, it was like, all right, we'll figure out and see how this goes. So I, um, excuse me, um, it was like, and this one's for time. So you like try to get done as fast as possible. And because at that time, I believe I was second. So I went third, um, in it. And, um, and then I was like, pew, 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 100 over 125 over 150. And the 150 felt a little heavy, but it was good. It was a good event. I had fun with it. And who doesn't love chucking kegs around? Like, that's pretty dope. Um, the first keg I kind of threw over, but I was worried that it would bounce. And they had mentioned in an athlete meeting that if it bounces off, like, that's going to be a ding on you. So I, like, look back, and I think that didn't help me at all as far as, like, time. Um, I probably added some time because I, like, oh, shit, like, slowed down for a second. Um, but... I should have just like just ran just kept going so anyways that was that event and that was awesome I had a couple other of the members um from my old facility come and visit and that was really cool um and then the fifth event was like the scary like the gauntlet like I have never done power stairs before I had never lifted a 150 pound sandbag but I had done pin work so it's a t-bell it's a t-shaped pin that you put weights on and the power stairs are all like 16 inches high and you so the event works is you have 60 seconds to get all the way through it like the goal is to finish but it's not designed to be finished so it's a 175 pounds of plates on a pin and you lift it and put it on the step and you lift it all the way top power stairs then you run back down you lift the 135, which is for my division, onto the first step, which is like 48 inches high, I felt like, or like 60. I don't know. It felt like it was as tall as me. You lift the 150 up to the second one, and then you lift 225 up to a pin, up to the first step. So with that, and that's all based on time and see how far you can get. So I definitely, like, the pin was not hard. That was awesome. The 130 got up. Like, did my thing on that 130 sandbag like I normally have. And I had practiced years ago in the past. That 150, it was good. But it was actually positioned a little bit further away from the steps than I anticipated. So, I had to, like, duck walk a little bit. And, like, I got stuck on the lip of the step, on the side step. And I was, like, literally grinding to get on. You, you guys should see my body right now. Grinding um underneath it just to get it up on the step it was super crazy and super fun um but then I got I was able to get to the um 225 but I had like 10 seconds left and then I was like uh -uh. like I I pretty much was like what the fuck I was like trying to like pull the bar up and try to figure out like what what was going on I was like it, I couldn't even get the 225 pin up above the lip like I was just too short at the end of the day um but yeah overall it was really fun all five events I was able to complete and at the end of the day like I walked away and uh, when I was finished with that last one and I was like man that was so much fun that was a lot of fun so um but yeah so I would say um the outcome of my strong first man or my my very first strong man competition was super positive great vibes also helped that I was in my new home gym for in-person coaching so I was able to be around the people that I'm familiar with which was a huge bonus um but yeah it was super fun uh so yeah uh going up let's take a pause okay so, something that's really cool, excuse me, that I wanted to um, to talk about is that going into the awards, 
I had no clue like how it worked. I didn't know where I was in the standings. I didn't know really anything. And then I was like, I wonder how it's going. Like, I wonder like who won. I for sure thought that Mariah had just taken, taken it. Cause like I had like very little time to practice and I was just having fun. Obviously went into it with no expectations of like trying to win a trophy or whatever. Cause I haven't really in my life, like me winning hasn't been a thing. Like me getting tons of trophies hasn't been a thing. I haven't done an individual like anything for a long time. Like I did a bikini competition where I got second to last. I did the high rocks competition with my buddy Danny and I'm not sure where we came in, but we weren't first because I was on a shit ton of caffeine and couldn't regulate my my heart rate. Oh, by the way, I have learned that I do not need caffeine to fuel my competitions. I'm too amped up. I'm my nerves. I'm excited. I had to like poo like three times, like all these things. Like, am I gonna poo my pants? Am I gonna poo my pants? All these things. Anyways, so back to the end of the the meet. So. I actually won my division and I'm super was super proud of that. I was totally surprised. I was like, what the hell? No way. Um, and I got my own little uh wooden plaque that's actually super dope. It's like a cutting board, but like the logo of more power is burned into it. This says first more power 2024 novice heavyweight women dungeon strength rx. So <coughs> yours truly. Did her in January of 2024, did her first strongman competition, and won her division, which I think is pretty fucking dope. Now, the funny thing is, is going into this competition, of course, in the back of my mind, I'm like, eh, you know, I'm probably not going to do strongman much, you know, it can really, like, hurt your body. Like, mainly being sore, right? Um, And I was like, uh, to my coach, I was like, my goal is, like... Now that I'm literally the face of my business, right, I feel like it's really important to make sure that I bring a physique that I'm proud of. And right now I'm sitting at a weight where I'm not necessarily proud of that. I feel like I don't want to be this, like, heavy. And I've been at other weights where I want – I just want to lean out and show my muscles more. I'm not trying to be, like, a fitfluencer or anything like that or, like, show my butthole off or, like, you know, like, I just want to feel, like – jacked and lean for me but within my boundaries of being safe and smart and not overdoing it to where I'm like really amping up my body dysmorphia like my body now I can respect I'm very proud of it like I love my body and that it's strong it's capable it wakes up it recovers it does all the good stuff but I do want to see more of that muscle that I've been working my ass off for. So I was telling my coach, I was like, Hey, I want to like start like a cut after this. Like I want to drop some weight and I really want to lean out. Like, you know, we have some events coming up and I just want to feel really good in my own skin, like Arizona in March and then some other stuff. And so, um, yeah, so I just want to feel better. And a lot of it's like photo wise, like imposter syndrome is so real and I, I think there's a level of trauma that I experienced knowing like what I used to look like when I competed in a bikini where I was very weak and fragile um, versus like now where I competed in a strongman competition and I was really fucking strong and showed up for myself. And I'm really proud of that. Um, but they are doing another competition. It's called the Rainier Classic in May, the 4th and the 5th. And I was looking at the weights and I was like, okay, so I've won an, a novice and technically like it's unwritten rule. Like you would not do another novice because you already won a novice, but the head strongman corp gal pal Rachel was like, Hey, you know what? Like if you want to do a novice again in this show, you absolutely can. Like just because it's, it's a, you know, a different situation and you're still very new to it. So I was like, I really appreciate that. But I also looked at the weight of the amateurs. The open weights is a lot. It's a lot. And But I did look at the 180. And I was like, you know what? If I can drop to 180 for weigh-ins, like, I think that I could be competitive. So I touched bases with my coach and I'm starting a cut to get down to 180 for that show and I'll sign up in a couple months or closer to the deadline because I want to see what my body does where you know we have about you know four months February March April May so like three 90 days 
said about 90 days, you know, to drop like 30 pounds, I feel like, um, or so, give or take. Um, yes, I'm sitting in the 200s. If you're fucking doing the calculating, like get a grip. I'm a strong ass motherfucker. And 200 pounds looks different on everybody. I'm telling you that now from experience. I've actually been extremely surprised in how my body fits clothes where I think that it shouldn't fit clothes. <laughs> so anyways, um, I'm packing a lot of mean, lean muscle. You just can't see it right now because my body fat's high. So anyways, my goal uh, moving forward is to start kind of transition and to start like creating a presentable um, physique and not even physique, just be presentable at the competition like skill set wise and strength wise and then drop down to that lower weight class of 180 in amateurs to just compete and have fun again and experience it because like ultimately a lot of the stuff was just a bucket list. Like, at no point did I, re- like, met, want to make any career out of anything. I think it's just, like, give it a shot. If you're good at it, great. If you enjoyed it, awesome. If you want to continue just having fun with it, do it. Just kind of that kind of stuff. So, like, a big life lesson that I took away from reflecting on January just in general is, like, it's good to take risks and pursue your dreams. And you are going to far exceed your expectations when there's a level of planning in place to some degree when it comes to the business side. That was a lot of planning. That was not an easy jump for me to just leave my career at where I was at before. Like that was like a long time coming, but it took some pushes and twists and turns Um in me to make the decisions to make the leap at no in no shape or form was I influenced by anyone if anything I just had support for my ideas but at the end of the day it was my decision and I think it was the best one for me and ultimately you at the end of the day have to make the best decision for you when it comes to your training when it comes to your life like no one else dictates what it is and if you're in a relationship that's trying to dictate how the fuck you are in life get the fuck out because i've been there like remind you i have said in a previous episode i was married before and now i'm not <laughs> also doing the work on yourself is really important now i'm not going to blame my ex-husband on all this stuff Okay, we're not going to throw him under the bus because I've had definitely a lot of weird ass toxic relationships where I've ultimately learned, including family relationships that are toxic that I've had to cut out as well. So it's not just like relationships, uh, like romantic relationships that are getting the cut, but like people who are no longer serving me or being rude or this or that or like wasting my time and energy. Like why? Right. So anyways, reflecting back on January, I think it's really cool to see this new, better, like stronger, confident version of myself who literally has always had the skill sets. And my biggest fan, my, you know, my sister and my boyfriend and my family and, you know, my support team and my like former coworkers and my coaches, they all saw it, but it was like, Jess, you have to do it. Like you ultimately have to figure it out yourself and jump into it and like, I look back and I'm like, gosh, why are you being such a worry where it was always going to be okay? You had to trust, trust in the path and trust in the universe that like you're going to be okay. And I think my biggest takeaway is that like it's okay to take risks and it's okay to be calculated with them. Not all risks should be taken without calculation. It's important to take calculated risks, but also like you're going to surprise yourself and limit the expectations on certain things like your very first strongman show. And then you'll be pleasantly surprised when the result turns out to be what it was. So I think, you know, ultimately the takeaway that I've ultimately said like a thousand and one times in this freaking podcast, I feel like I say the takeaway that ultimately, um, is if you have a dream, like, go after it, make it happen. And there's going to be people that support you and some people that just don't. And that is okay. And ultimately like empowering each other to be each other's best versions is really important. And be careful, um, that you don't, um, trip or something and break your teeth. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to wrap this up. (laughs) So you guys, I hope that you enjoy this episode. It I, you know, I went into it with an idea and it started with a song and here we are now. And I really did want to talk about my competition. I was, I'm just really proud of myself and I hope you're proud of me too. And I'm proud of you too. 
there's just some things that I want to make sure and remind you that you should do. One, find me on Instagram at Coach Jess with three underscores. Find me on TikTok, strong and thick, two C's. My website is unapologeticstrength.com and you can figure it, like see everything that I offer there, including my in-person. If you want to strategize or set up a strategy call for remote coaching, fill out the contact information. Same thing if you want to fill, uh, if you want to set up a strategy session in person, which would be an assessment workout, um, for, for me at my new location, um, where I'm coaching out of dungeon strength. And then obviously like some really important things is one, when you're driving, wear your seatbelt, <laughs> no loud music. Okay. It's a distraction. Don't text and drive. Get one of those things where you clip your phone on, put your music, put your podcast on. Eh, you know what? I'm guilty. Man, I've gotten pulled over cause I was on my phone, but I was at a stoplight. So I told that guy, I said, look, I was texting my client that I was on my way because she was at the gym early. And he was like, I was like, and the light was red. He's like, oh, yeah, you got me there. So, but I don't know if that would work for everybody. But anyways, wear your seatbelt, no loud music, eat your broccoli, and uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I really encourage you to review it, click, subscribe, do all the things. And if you have any questions, burning questions, leave them in the comments. Send me a DM. Shoot me an email, jess at unapologeticstrength.com. I want to hear more about you. If you have fun stories you want me to read, give your advice on it or give you my advice on it, my two cents. If you see a post out there and you're like, ooh, I want to know what her opinion is. And frankly, some of you might just want me to shut up, but you listen this far. Okay. So anyways, I'm going to keep drinking my Zoa and I'm going to go teach a class and uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for, you know, listening and being a part of this experience. It is my living, breathing diary as my life is now and children one day when you listen to this, I love you so much and you have no idea how long I've been waiting for you. Just, I'm going to say that right now. And with that, (laughs) we conclude another episode of Unsolicited Advice with Coach Jess. Stay classy. (laughs) Bye.